It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome to Hitchcock Hecklers, a member of the E2C Network. I'm Chandler Fullman, and I'm joined alongside with my co-host, Clint Richardson. Clint, it was a great season of Auburn baseball. Um, I know we're a little late getting to this episode, but, I mean, first time in 22 years that Auburn has, <laughs> makes it to Omaha, what a season. What a ride. Yeah. The 2019 Auburn baseball season will go down in the history books and, and definitely be one of the more special teams that has come through the Plains and, and has put on a great show at Plainsman Park. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I mean, the regular season, I mean, yeah, it was good, but it was not – it wasn't great. I, I felt like last year's um, – the I guess it would be the 2018 regular season was actually better – than the 2019 regular season. Um, I, could, yeah, I would agree with that. The, the 2019 team went 38 and 28 overall. Um, they started really hot, um, but then they finished at 14 and 16 in the SEC, um, which was uh, eighth place. Um, so a little below, uh, a little below half the pack, you know? So, I mean, not the greatest regular season, but, buddy, did they have an amazing postseason. Well, and I think it says a lot, too, about just how good the SEC was this season. You know, the SEC has really started to get better in basketball and baseball and softball, even though football can tend to go up and down depending on how a couple of teams perform. But this was such a strong baseball schedule in the SEC. Almost every team was a really tough team to beat. There were no cakewalks in the SEC this season. Well, I mean, well, Alabama. Alabama. Well, just had to include that. <laughs> but, I mean, how many how many SEC teams did we get in the NCAA tournament this year? Uh, I think, how many did we get? I want to say 10. Um, I could be wrong. But, I mean, like you said, there were no cakewalks. I mean, even Alabama, uh, yeah, they were seven and twenty-three in the league. That that was a sucky record. Um, but Alabama was a m- much progressed baseball team from last season. So I mean, even them, um, they were not an easy cakewalk. Every team you had to come out and compete and have your best day, or you were going to lose. So um, I just think it's a testament to the league and. I also I want to say, and I think, in my opinion, that SEC baseball is way better than SEC football. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think from top to bottom, SEC baseball can compete with anybody. Um, and I mean, well, that's, that's the fighting words at this point in the, 
in the summer as we're we're nearing in on just about a month to go until football season returns but you know it's for for anybody who's a fan of collegiate athletics more than just college football the sec basketball and the sec baseball seasons have been so much fun top to bottom and again it's every single team is competitive you know we just said 10 sec teams made the tournament and Auburn or the SEC easily could have had an 11th team. Missouri was out on the outside looking in. They probably could have earned their way into the tournament with a couple more wins throughout the year. It's just, you know, saw what basketball was able to do this season. And softball has really been on the upswing as far as the entire league goes. And, you know, like we said, football just tends to, to ebb and flow more so than the rest of these. And it's, it's, if you want consistently fantastic talent to watch day in and day out, game in and game out, start paying attention to the SEC baseball. It's a lot of fun to watch, and you're seeing a lot of great talent come through this league. Yeah, I would, um, I would definitely agree with that. And also, in terms of, in my opinion, in terms of entertainment, um, I feel like the the especially Auburn baseball. Um, it's just an opportunity to get personal with the program where Auburn football, I mean, there's millions of fans across Alabama and the Southeast of Auburn football, but Auburn basketball and Auburn baseball are unique in that you can, um, you can get to know the program and you can get to know the coaches. I mean, there's not more personable coaches than Bruce Pearl and Butch Thompson. So I just think that's the unique uh, perspective of baseball and I really like that standpoint I, I agree with you and and you know I used to say that like my favorite sports to go to as a student were basketball and baseball you know in in football you're one of the 90,000 people in the stadium your voice isn't really adding much to the noise you can't really affect it in basketball you know where you and I sat we were no more than 10-15 feet away from top talent basketball players we can really get in their heads and we can affect the outcome of that game and you can kind of do the same thing at baseball and and you know it's a different way of doing so but you know it's just a you know like you said you can get to know these players you can get to have some fun and and you know players that i've personally never met and shook hands they know who who i am and and i know they all know who you are and you know, it's a different relationship that you have with these teams than, say, football that's, you know, perceived and, and plays themselves off as, you know, a top, a, basically a professional team that they're so much higher than, you know, just your classmates at times. But, I mean, let's not get too far off topic here. I know I contributed to that. But, anyways, <laughs> I want to talk more about the, the baseball season and how it went. and. We started out um, started out very well, you know. Um, I think we were I think nineteen and one or nineteen and two at one point in the season um, during non conference play. So I mean that's that's very very good. But I was looking at the schedule, and in the last seventeen games of the regular season, Auburn was six and eleven in the last seventeen games. So it's not like they were going into the postseason on a hot streak or riding a high tide, you know. I mean, they were just scraping to the finish, and then the postseason came, 
and I don't know what happened. Auburn just had to hit a whole nother gear and just started, I mean, hitting the ball well. And I'm, I, I was, I think this is a good lead way into, I wanted to talk about, um, um, I didn't know if you had a play of the year that you remembered um, in particular, but uh, I thought Stephen Williams' uh, walk-off home run versus Georgia Tech just really catapult, catapulted the team to another level. Yeah, I, I think so too. And, you know, there, there were a ton of great moments throughout the season, and nothing really sticks out as much as that hit. And, and just the way that that game was going, it felt like, you know, here Auburn goes again, stalling in the regionals. And just the way that the season had played out, it didn't really feel like Auburn was going to be able to you know, win two more games on Sunday and Monday to to advance past the regionals again. And that late, late game run that Auburn was able to make capped off with Steven's big home run. Just like you said, it, it, it ignited something in this team and they were able to to come back the next day and defeat another really good Georgia Tech team and go on and just, you know, pretty much wipe the floor with North Carolina in the Super Regionals. And, you know, that was such a really special two weeks for this program and especially what the community had had really had dealt with the loss of uh, an Auburn policeman and the Bramblet. Yeah. And, I mean, I also don't want to forget about the uh, Beauregard tornado, the 23 victims and that. Um, just everything that the Auburn and the surrounding communities dealt with this season, I thought it was um, really fitting for the, the the team to come together during this whole season and, and play really well. But you were saying that we just kind of flew past North Carolina, but even uh, the North Carolina series was a battle, you know. Um, we won that first game eleven to seven, and then lost the the second game two to nothing. That second game just nothing was going with the bats, and you kind of thought, well, this might be the end of it. After that second game, you're like, well, I just with the pitch, especially with the pitching left, there wasn't much hope for that third game. And then we come, we came out with a thirteen run first inning, and it's just I felt like Auburn answered the the doubt the doubters every point this season and really proved uh proved everybody wrong absolutely i mean this was a north carolina team that you know probably wasn't a whole lot better than georgia tech yeah they they beat them for the the acc title but they were pretty much right on line north carolina had some pretty good pitching and you know maybe one or two really fantastic bats and auburn was able to just come out and play their game and like you said, just kind of explode in game three to a, a lead that just nobody was going to be able to take down. And, you know, it was just, it was so nice to see Auburn finally get over that super regional bump that they've been struggling to, to get through and um, beat another really good team and get a lot of guys some good playing experience in that final game, knowing all along that, you know, at this point, it's just a waiting game until you get that final out, and then you can go celebrate. Yeah, I totally agree. And then um, getting to Omaha, I mean, that was the first time in 22 years that Auburn has made it to Omaha, first time since 1997. Um, and, I mean, uh, Gabe Gross and Tim Hudson 
were on that team in 97. Um, so it's just a really quite an accomplishment. And um, in Omaha, things didn't, didn't go as planned, you know. Um, got to the final out in that Mississippi State game uh, in the ninth with two outs. And um, Edward Julian uh, just make, makes a throwing error. And, I mean, it's just – that's just baseball, you know. I mean, there's – I'm not going to make any excuses for him or um, – but he also did a lot of incredible things that helped Auburn get to that point. So, I mean, it, it is not his fault at all. Um, baseball is a team game. You win as a team, you lose as a team. Um, so – but that happened. And then still, even in the Louisville game, they were down five to two. Connor Davis comes up in the ninth and hits a solo home run, makes it five to three. And then we got a guy on base and had the, the tying run at the plate um, to end the game. It's just Auburn fought all season. Um, and I just thought it was amazing how the, the fight in the team, um, the grit that they played with. Yeah. I mean, you can't be more proud of how this team just continued to fight all year long. And, you know, Every time it seemed like something was going wrong on or off the field, this team continued to just play tightly and and play the best that they could, and it continued to just put this team in the best position to, to win games. And, I mean, yeah, things didn't go well in Omaha, but everybody knew that this was a very young Auburn team, and this experience, you know, while you don't just go to Omaha to get that experience and, you you know, you're you're okay just – bouncing after two losses it's I think that it's going to be really beneficial for this team going forward yes I I agree and I have no doubt in my mind the Auburn Tigers will be back in Omaha I don't know if it'll be in 2020 um I think they have a very good chance of being back there in 2020 but I think or I don't think I know and believe fully full-heartedly under Butch Thompson Auburn will be back in Omaha but um, let's move on and talk about some of the players returning for that 2020 team. You know, um, names that really highlight the group um, are the leadoff hitter Judd Ward, um, Stephen Williams, right fielder. Stephen Williams struggled much of this season, hitting, I mean, pro- I think around ended up around 230, 235. Um, so we really need him to have a, a bounce back year and a rebound year. Um, similar to his freshman year, uh, for Auburn to achieve the goals and do what they want to do. Um, what other names can you think of um, that are returning this year, Clint? I, I'm lo- really looking forward to seeing guys like Bailey Horn and and Ryan Bliss and um, you know just just a lot of these younger guys. I think are going to be a lot of fun to watch and and to see how Auburn really just replaces some of the top guys that left. Like this wasn't a, a very senior heavy class. I think there were only two true seniors and yeah. Brad Olson you know, and Blake, Blake Scalacy. Your, your favorite name that you don't have to worry about saying anymore. Yes. Thank goodness. <laughs> Not that I don't like you, Blake. I just don't like your last name. It, it gives my tongue a seizure every time I say it. <laughs> but still, you know, Auburn really only lost three other guys in terms of Will Holland, Elliot Anderson, and Edouard Julian going into the draft. And I, I think that 
you know, I definitely think that Will was going to go. I think Elliot was probably a good choice to go pro. I, I was a little surprised at Edward jumping to signing that um, contract. You know, I think you can always question a kid's commitment to a school when that happens, but it was nice to see that he was wearing his team issued Auburn polo when he did sign that deal. So, you know, I, I'm glad to see Davis Daniel getting paid. Um, you know, you just can't afford to, to lose that kid to another arm injury and he'll never get paid for this talent. Um, but I think that this team really stats up well. Um, it'll be interesting throughout the summer and going into next year who kind of decides to leave on their own and transfer out or, and, and who this team, the coaches are able to pick up and, and, you know, basically free agency with um, JUCOs and, and other transfers. So next yeah. year's team will look incredibly similar to this year, but it's going to be those, those, extra pieces that are really going to push this team over the top. Yeah, I agree. And um, just some points. Um, Edward Julian did receive he, – he received fourth-round money. He was drafted in the eight, 18th round but received fourth-round money. So, um, I mean, that, in my opinion, I mean, that makes it hard to pass up, you know, um, the offer that he had on the table. Also, um, I know – I'm excited about the incoming uh, freshman class. Um, one name that I know um, that I'm excited about is Nate LaRue. Um, he's a catcher out of McGill-Tulin. Um, I think he could uh, add a lot of potential to this class. I don't know if he would uh, take over Scheffler's role necessarily, but I think he adds a, a potential DH bat, designated hitter bat, and a, a big pinch hit bat that could uh, come into the – come come into a role this season you know and um but also uh like you said the returners um just gonna need some returners to step up and I think one of those names you've already mentioned is Ryan Bliss I think he will slide into that shortstop role that Will Holland vacated and I think he will need to play uh very well at the shortstop role um because shortstop is kind of the leader of the the leader of the fielders you know the shortstop, he can call off any ball in the field at any point. Um, so I think, um, in my opinion, he's he's kind of the leader, and he needs to step up as a, just as a sophomore. Um, so that'll be something interesting to watch. Um, but but other than that, uh, the pro careers, you, you kind of already touched on it. Uh, Will Holland uh, went to the Twins in the fifth round. Uh, Edward Julian went to the Twins in the 18th round, but got fourth round money. So uh, made his agreement and um, way more understandable when you know that. And then Elliot Anderson got drafted in the 23rd round by the Kansas City Royals. And also a name that I didn't have listed on the notes that you mentioned um, that played a major role in Auburn season two years ago is Davis Daniel was drafted um in the 10th round by the uh by the Anaheim Angels so all four of those names uh big names and I'm excited to see what they do with their pro career yeah I'm super excited to see this and you know with these guys going to play pro bowl and with Casey Mize still working his way up the, the minor leads and combined with what the the basketball players are able to do in the the NBA season I think that 
Auburn really has reason to start paying attention to some some teams in in the higher levels outside of just football and maybe the Braves. Yeah, that's uh, it's exciting to see because I know for me, I have I will I I have had one NBA jersey. I was a big Dwayne Wade fan, um, going through college. Uh, I grew up in Birmingham, and he came and played UAB one time, and I just fell in love with the guy. So I had his jersey, but Chumo Kiki's Orlando Magic jersey is the second NBA jersey um, I've ever purchased, and my my new team is the Orlando Magic because I've after after D Wade <laughs> retired, I just kind of lost care in the NBA. Um, but after Okiki got drafted by the Magic, I'm I'm uh, all aboard the Magic train, and um, I am a bandwagon fan. I will admit that. But shout, shout out to Daniel Richardson, Clint Richardson's little brother, the bet, the better half of the two. Uh, Daniel <laughs> Richardson, big Orlando Magic fan since day one. Shout out to that man. Um, but anyways, getting back to baseball. Oh, boy. <laughs> sorry. I got a little uh, sidetrack. Yeah, but, I'd say so. Getting back to baseball, um, I, I mentioned all that because I'm super excited um, to purchase Casey Mize's Detroit Tigers jersey. And that will be the first baseball jersey, um, pro baseball jersey that I will have ever purchased. Um, so, I mean, it's just bringing excitement to the Auburn family, um, not just for Auburn, but for the pros, you know. So it's uh, just an ex- extremely exciting time uh, to be an Auburn fan. I'm, by the way, I'm done. You can talk now. <laughs> I would agree with you, Chandler. And I, you know, like I said, I think that Auburn fans finally have the reason to to kind of keep an eye on the NBA and 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 some teams outside of outside of Atlanta when it comes to to the MLB. Yeah. But unless you have anything else, um, I think that'll about do it for this episode of Hitchcock Hecklers. Um, we. Uh, Hope to maybe get an off-season episode or two um, in, but we will see about that. But um, until next season, uh, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?